Van Nistelrooy! Goal! Spells on Marks and Van Nistelrooy! Van Nistelrooy's in for Manchester United and he scores! And it's in towards Van Nistelrooy on the chest in the net! And Van Nistelrooy! He burst the net! Van Nistelrooy did well. Surrounded by white shirts and still going. What a run by Ruud van Nistelrooy. What a goal this could be. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Manchester United podcast. I'm Helen Evans. Joining me today, as always, David May and Sam Homewood. How are we both? Hello. All good. Good week, guys. Oh, brilliant week, yeah. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> been absolutely... Uh, do you know what? It's like rolling into one, isn't it, all these weeks together? Do you know what, though? We're holding on to this episode for quite a few weeks, so we might be out of lockdown by the time people hear this. What? No. Well, just a quick answer, so to, just in case it's out of lockdown. Oh, it's been great. I went to the cinema. I've been to the gym. <laughs> yeah. I went to uh, went I went out to uh, I went for some beers. Everybody just all mingling <laughs> together at the bar. I went bowling. Good week, everyone. Good week. Hey, Maisie's broken his back, hasn't he? Good. Maisie's got a sore oh, back. Yeah. Oh, He's in spasm. Do you, know when you, do you know when you lay in bed and you just have that final stretch and you go, and you tense your body up? I did yeah, that and my back went into spasm. Not can good. Can have that noise one more time, please? No. No, because it it reminds me of the pain I was in, Sam. Right, okay. Well, we hope you get well soon, Maisie. Yeah. Sam, how's your week been? Yeah, perfectly pleasant. Another um, week in fatherhood. Yeah, but uh, also... Yeah, just a good week. Don't know where it's going to go out, do I? So, yeah, good week. Well, good I've week. had a nice time. I've had some really nice days. A bad week for Maisie. Good week for mm. Sam. Another week on Zoom. Yeah. Why are we on uh, Why are we on Zoom? We're on Zoom because today we have Ruud van Nisselrooy and we couldn't make it to Holland. No, that would have been a great little trip, by the way. Unfortunately. Can't wait for these trips to start, guys. Oh. It's not It's not actually Ruud. It's um, Rudgerus Johannes Martinus van Nistelrooy. Mm, thank you, Maisie. Just, just to let you know. So mm-hmm. stick that on the back of your shirt and it would be about 44 quid. Well, that's probably his middle names, to be fair. If we all went by yeah. our middle names, our names would be long. What's your middle name, Maisie? Nothing. Don't have one. Don't have one? Interesting. No. What about you? Charlotte. Charlotte? Ooh. Why are you unhappy with that? Now, all, all the Charlottes that are out there, it's a really nice name, but it just doesn't suit Helen. What? <laughs> Helen Charlotte Evans. That sounds mm. fine to me because that's always been my name. Yeah, well, that makes of sense. course. <laughs> yeah, that so, makes sense. what's your middle name? <laughs> Christopher. Christopher. Do you know what, guys? I'm glad we had that conversation because it's mm. something we didn't know about each other. No, that's true. Yeah. What about you, Task? Mine is a beautiful middle name. Go for no, it. Go. David. Ah, oh, there nice. you go. Bit of class. Bit of class in the group. <laughs> um, so, should we talk anyway. about our guest? That's going to be much yeah. more interesting. We'll just call him by rude. Mm-hmm. Or RVN, yeah, whatever you prefer. Genuinely, so excited! I remember, like when I was younger, every game the goal, like Rude just scored all the goals. Just an unbelievable goal scorer. Even whenever I told Johnny that he was on today, he was like, "Oh, that'll be class." And he was right. You know, it's just a, it's just such an iconic Manchester United player. Mm-hmm. Legend. I don't often say it, but you do actually scorer, always say people are legends. I, so I use know, your word wisely here. Uh, yeah, no, I know. Sorry, yeah. But when you when you talk about goal scorers and you talk about goal scorers, you know, like Shearer or Rooney, they have a collection of goals that are all different: free kicks, penalties, stuff like that. Rude scored one hundred and forty nine, hundred and fifty goals, and one hundred and forty nine were actually in the penalty area. That is incredible, incredible. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, he was 
I'm not going to say he was a tapping centre forward, but he was the fox in the box that you can't teach his movement in, 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 in that way because it's just an instinctive thing. It really is. In training, he never ever missed, very rarely missed a target. He'd stay behind, uh, working on his game. You know, he'd have Bex and Giggsy there just firing cross after cross with his finishing. I think I think Rude would be a selfish centre forward. All he all he cared about was scoring goals. He wasn't interested in anything else other than scoring goals. And as you as you look at his record, hundred and what, hundred and fifty and two hundred and fifty games. That's an that's that's an astonishing record. And to become that good and that selfish, you've got you must have such um such self belief that every time a chance comes, and he, he, don't get me wrong, he was blessed, not just because of the scoring, the, the way he scored, but the team he played in, the amount of cr- chances he created for him. So, perfect partnership, really. Oh, hell of a hell of a centre forward. You don't get him like that now. You don't get a centre forward like, like that anymore, amazing. No, I tell you, it'd, it'd be close to him today. Would be a little bit of Edison Cavani. The way his movement, Edison, his movement in the box is very similar to Rude. Never stood still and always always tapping, really, but hell of a player. Do you think people nowadays expect more from a player? Do you think that would be accepted now for a player? I, th- I think, I, do you know what, Ellen? I think you're right. I think you're bang on. People expect you, players Macy. to drop off. I know, yeah. I know it's quite a sensible question for you, that thank really. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I do think the overall general play of centre forwards, the out and out centre forward, I think is, is is gone now. Maybe in the lower leagues, but certainly in the Premier League, you're expected to more to mingle in and mm-hmm. be a part of the build up. Interesting. Shall we get him on? Let's get him on. Here's the main man, Ruud van Nistelrooy. What's his name? Uh, Rudicus Johannes Martinus van Nistelrooy. Here he is. <laughs> Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. What's up, Maisie? Good to see you. Looking well, mate. Looking well. Thank you. You too. Good, yeah. How's, it, uh, how's lockdown treating you? All good? Yeah, well, you know, try to make the best out of it. Try to make the best, but it's not easy. <laughs> no, it's tough, man. It's, 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 yeah, it's crazy. At least yeah. I can uh, train the lads, you know, with the under 18s. Oh, that's good. At least I can, they can train. There's no league, there's no games, but they can at least, uh, you know, do that normal week program. So, and for me also, I can get out of the house and work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll just introduce everybody then. So we've got uh, Sam, who's our, one of our podcast hosts. We've got Helen, who's our other podcast host. And then uh, this up and coming podcast host called David May. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's good, huh? <laughs> He's all right. Rude. Rude, I will make you absolutely sensational. This will go viral. <laughs> this will go viral. Viral, this will go, Rudy. Tell of you. course. I never expected anything else. <laughs> like the Oprah of podcasts. Absolutely. Hi, Sam and Helen. Hello. Hi, Hi Rude. Hello. Nice to meet you. Hi. Nice to meet you too. Are you well? How's your lockdown been? Probably uh, the same in England. I don't know, but uh, here everything's closed. There were shops, the... The schools, so the kids are in homeschooling uh, at the moment. Uh, tomorrow, there's there's a new update on uh, restrictions, or maybe a little bit less or more. There's even uh, after nine o'clock in the evening, we can't leave our houses at the moment. So, 
it's pretty it's pretty hard at, at the moment uh, to get through this, and it's it's taken a long time for um, for everybody to to go through. But um, at least we we have our training uh, during the week that we uh, we are allowed to do. So uh, in that sense, uh, I'm working in in a normal way, and uh, that that helps a lot to get through it. Was coaching something you always wanted to do, Rude? No, never. <laughs> never. I never thought I would be a coach, actually. Really? Really. Maisie, did you think he would be a coach? Um, yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, I always thought Rude would go there and become a manager, coach. There's that, um, there's that clip of you that always, like every, every few years it used to come out um, and it would just sort of go around online of you teaching Danny Welbeck when he was 12 how to shoot which would make you think that you would have been interested in coaching mm, yeah that, that 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 was probably the only thing that made made me think it too <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of funny but Rene Millerstein he, he helped me a lot with that he, he was sort of telling me what to do and what to say <laughs> he said just just do uh, do that trick and uh, <laughs> and and just shoot and uh, no I didn't have to do a lot but uh, in the end um that was kind of funny that, that day when Rene uh, and Danny, uh, we did that video. But uh, now after, when I retired, I thought, well, what, 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 what am I going to do? And uh, well, in the end, I think uh, staying in football was, was the only thing yeah. that, 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 that I knew uh, something about. So I started to do some training, some, some badges and all that. And I, I started to, Getting into it, and I liked it, and, and kept going. Rude, what was what was you going to do anyway then? Yeah, exactly, nothing. <laughs> Just right. <laughs> no, I can't. No, no, nothing. No, so, uh, you know, probably be um, you know working uh, for TV or or yeah. uh, fund it or something like that. Or yeah, what else? There's not there's nothing else for for me uh, to do. So uh, one of those things, and uh, no, I, I I did coaching. Rude, I've got your I've got your name down here. Yeah. Rutgerus Johannes Martinus <laughs> Van Nistelrooy. Hey, see, you didn't know that. I'll tell you what, I'm glad I only called you Rude. I <laughs> <laughs> thank God you did. Thank God you did. <laughs> That's yeah, new to me, pal. Yeah, it's sweet. Yeah, I have to thank my parents for that. Yeah. And uh, they really uh, had a go at. Uh, at, at my uh, baptized names, maybe. Can you, can you imagine that? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Imagine, imagine just being in, like, four or five-year-old having to write, write your full name out. <laughs> That's like a full sentence. <laughs> <laughs> imagine after, after a goal scored, they would go for that uh, in the stadium. <laughs> oh, <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. No, Give not. us an R. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I've got a fact that's going to make us all feel a million years old, Rude. Yeah, please, come. Let's go. So... Yesterday, Shola Shoratire made his debut for Manchester United. Yeah. He was born in February 2004 when you were playing for United. Fantastic. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Maisie, that's, you know. Yeah. That's where we are now. You for today. <laughs> yeah. You for today. Yeah. yeah. Does it, yeah, does it do- feel like it was that long ago? It, it, the thing is, it doesn't feel like it, but it is. It is. You know, 20 years ago since uh, since I signed, and and obviously already eight since uh, since I retired. So time time flies, and we all get old. So uh, great. <laughs> Rude, going going back to your childhood. 
What was your childhood like growing up in, in Holland? Yeah, you know, dealing with all these names, you know, I had to go through that bit, of course. Uh, yeah, not surprised. No, they were bullying me for that and uh, all that. I had to survive that. No, but nah, born in a, in a, in a little, little village here and um, actually five miles from where I live now. And uh, just, you know, growing up in that time, you know, things, things were, were like that, you know, play outside, play football, uh, you know, all that. Uh, very, yeah, very easy going uh, in that sense to grow up there and with with friends and family around me. Very, very good childhood. Yes. Did you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, I'm the oldest of three. Uh, brother just below and uh, si- younger sister. She was actually the goalpost when we were playing football. Sometimes <laughs> me and my brother. So it's not. She, she's like still uh, she's still not happy with that. <laughs> did you play any other sports? Yes, I did a lot of uh, tennis, and uh, I, I love tennis and football. Really, mm-hmm. played played both uh, very frequently. Were you good at tennis? Are you good at not, tennis? Mm, not bad, not bad. Lefty. Lefty and uh, playing playing with my obviously was right footed but left handed and uh, Rude, there's not many of us about, mate. No, I'm the same. Yeah, lefty. Oh, lefty. Yeah? Okay. Do you play golf? No, I don't. That's, I don't. You need to get your golf left-handed yeah, golf clubs, pal. Yeah, I have a, I have some golf clubs and and my mates are telling me, Rude, try it, and you will actually love it. But it it hasn't happened. The love didn't <laughs> come into. The, can't beat golf. It would be interesting to see the stat, actually, of left-handed footballers who play with their right foot. Coley plays left-handed at golf, but he's right-handed, right-footed. Work that one out. Lost Rude's audio there. Oh, yeah, Rude, we can't hear you. Can you hear us? He's trying to find the stat. Uh, maybe his headphones died. Rude, have you got any other headphones? I've messaged him to say, try and leave the chat and come back in again. Can you hear me, guys? Yes. Yes, uh, yes. we couldn't hear you, though. But I can't hear you. Oh. Maybe do some singing. Yes, now is good because I had these here, uh, things and they are empty, so great. We were on the particularly interesting subject of people who are slightly ambidextrous between their hands oh, yeah. and feet. <laughs> I think I think it's what I everybody tuned in to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rude, were you were you good at school? Did you enjoy school? Was your focus always on sport? Uh, I was I wasn't particularly good in school, mm-hmm. but I w- I went through school because you do. Yeah. And uh, we're just waiting for uh, for the buzzer to to come and uh, to go outside and uh, and play. I was a, I was a guy who needed to to be on the move. <laughs> so sitting in a in a, in a chair the whole day in the school uh, in the classroom was kind of a challenge for me. But uh, I got through it, through good and bad. But uh, in the end, uh, it all it all worked out. Did you play football? Did you have a community that you played with a local children's team? Yes, actually, here we we have every village has a, has its own football team. Mm-hmm. So it's it's what you join, and uh, when you're six, and uh, there's different obviously age groups. Um, it starts with the the under eights and under until the under 18s. So the whole village, all boys and girls, that play for the, for their own town and play against the yeah, the towns and villages in the in the in the area in the in the province, so to say. So. That, that was that was that's a great system we have here. Mm-hmm. I have to say, really, really rivalry between the yeah. the, the towns and and uh, and the parents all get involved. 
parents really get involved. <laughs> you know how that goes. Really <laughs> fanatical, like it's a, it's a Champions League final being played. So yeah. I, I got, got all through that. Did you ever win the league then, uh, Ruud, with that? Uh, when did you get to it? No, we actually won, and it's still the only prize a U team of my village has ever won. We won the cup. So um, it's, uh, I think that the village is so small, Maisie, it's, it's hard to, to get a good team <laughs> combined. But we, yeah. we, we were able to, to win the cup in the under 10s. So historical moment. Was you the uh, was was you the goal scorer? Yeah, I was I actually. Uh, I was I scored a few goals, but I was actually more um, the, the the midfield player. The, the yeah, I was um, you know box to box like run and and uh, I was everywhere. Can't imagine that, maybe right? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. You, you never leave the penalty spot or penalty area. <laughs> I thought you would be surprised. <laughs> I, I, I really changed my game, you know. <laughs> was you always good then? Was you? You must have been the best in in your town. Yeah, I was. I was actually uh, one of the best. There was a few more who was who were actually good players. Um, and did any of them go on to make football? Or no, 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 no. Still the uh, the only one who left uh, town for uh, to become a professional. So how did that happen? How did that those first few moves come about? And at that point, were you thinking? this is what I want my life to be. I want to be a professional footballer. Or were you just sort of going along with it because you enjoyed it and you loved it and you wanted to play football at that time? Mm, yeah, I was one of these childs who had this dream that every, every child has to become a football player and really think that I was going to be one. Yeah. Basically. So uh, thinking back on it, it's like, okay, uh, the chances are... Are, are, are small, but I, I had the utter belief that I, I was going to be a, a professional player, like you do as a child. And I just stuck by it and, 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 and overcomes, you know, like, like all kids do, you know, just, you know, come through disappointments and good moments and bad. And in the end, you need some luck and some scouts that, that see you play and invite yeah. you for a professional team and come and do a, a test game and, you know, things sort of, you know, made that that made it happen to to to, to join my my first professional team. And that was Dan Bosch. Yeah, you, you took quite an unusual route, I suppose, compared to nowadays. You know, you went there at fourteen. Now children are in academies so young, from like six, seven years old. Yeah. Would you change that route? I don't. No, I don't think so because I, you know, I really enjoyed. You know, playing in 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 my in my village with my mates and, and just enjoy it in that sense. I think, I think the village was too small actually for the scouts to 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 take the turn or something. To I, I was discovered very late, and I, I I never I never sort of understood it because <laughs> you know, where where are they? I said to my parents, where are the scouts? I need somebody needs to invite me for a, for a trial or 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 a game and. I don't know. It took a long time. I took a long time, but I, I wouldn't change it. No, no, definitely not. Were your parents always supportive of your route growing up? Yeah, really. In terms of football, take you everywhere, and yeah, they took me everywhere, and and my brother and my sister as well, and very sports minded. They actually both played football. My parents, so my mom as well. She was one of the first. Uh, 
part of one of the first uh, women's teams actually in yeah. the in the 70s uh, very very early on so that that didn't happen a lot but she was fanatical about football so she and my dad they they, they both loved the game and and um, and supported us through and through so that that was really helpful mm. i watched um an interview with when you said that you watched the FA Cup every year and that was always a dream for you as a child. Is that something you used to do as a family? Yeah, we watched uh, the FA Cup at, at Wembley uh, at, at, uh, on, on BBC uh, every year, sort of a family gathering. And um, obviously, there's, there's a lot of Dutch players who, 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 who were playing that or managing that, uh, teams who were in the final, but it was always a, an unbelievable happening to watch that FA Cup final, like the, the whole day was like previews and talking to fans and they were traveling to, to London and, and uh, such a big tournament and such a yeah, great, uh, how, how it was covered, that it was, yeah, as a child, it, it becomes a, yeah, a yeah. dream to, to be there as well. And mm -hmm. obviously Wembley was redone uh, you know, and, and later maybe we went, we had to go to Cardiff, I had to play. Uh, Cardiff, yeah. Yeah, so that that was, a, you know, I, I, I really wanted to play uh, at the old Wembley, but I didn't make it in, in time. Who were the teams you supported? Uh, yeah, of course, the, the local team, uh, it's, it's what you support. And uh, Den Bosch was, uh, is, is the closest team in the, they're still in the, in the, the Dutch Championship now. And, uh, and and uh, and PSV is the closest uh, like big team around. So uh, those those teams were my uh, were my clubs at, uh, as a child. You then went from from Den Bosch. You went then to Heerenveen, is it? Yeah, Heerenveen. Uh, that's Heerenveen. Like, uh, 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 yeah, a team that's playing European football in 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 the, in the Dutch Premiership. Yeah, so a good step, you know, to get out of the Dutch Championship. How did that come about? Yeah, I, I I still played as a as a midfielder, mm -hmm. and here Vane signed me as a as a midfielder as well because uh, actually how old was he? How old was he then, Reid? I was twenty one. Okay, I was twenty one actually, and you know uh, John Dal Thomason, he went to he played for Newcastle. Dennis, yeah, yeah. He, he uh, Newcastle signed him from Hervain, mm -hmm. and Hervain signed me for his replacement. Ah, right. Okay as a midfield player at the time. And after two months or so, the, the gaffer there said, I think you can be a striker. Put you in, um, I, I give you the number nine shirt. You need to play with, uh, learn to play with your back to goal. You got some goals in you. You got a good right foot. You can, can make some runs. You're quick enough. Let's go for that. So, yeah. Uh, and that's it. As simple as that. I don't know. No, I, I don't know. He just, he put me there and I just never looked back from that position. I loved it. Amazing. I didn't have to defend yeah. uh, as much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, score goal is obviously the best thing there is. And, and, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's quite unusual because we've spoken to a lot of people. Uh, Paul Pogba is one. Maisie is another that are professional footballers that started as goal scorers and as they started getting more and more involved in professional sides and youth setups, coaches moved them back because they realised that maybe they were very good at football but not necessarily absolutely perfect goal scorers yeah. and in, in the end they shifted Maisie so far back 
he was at the complete wrong end of the pitch. But for you, oh, it's really um, unusual because they've moved you forward. Sam, you're actually telling me that Maisie started as a striker. He was That's three. what happened. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> you were, weren't you? Hey, Rude. You know yeah. me, I, I, I could score many goals in training. I was I was probably one of the best finishers in training. I know, I've seen you finish. Right? <laughs> but you used to blast him in there. I remember that. Straight right on the laces. Easy. Wow. Oh, yeah, laces, always. Yeah. Brilliant. Ah, yeah. Brilliant. No, I think, Sam, it's, uh, yeah. I knew, for me, it went the other way, I think, I guess, mm-hmm. from, from midfield and to, to the front. And the interesting thing was that, you know, uh, I don't know, you, you need to score some goals in the beginning. I scored a few from that position and, and you know, started believing it as well and, and took it from there. You wasn't bad at it though, was you? No, I think, I think um, it, it became also a little bit, uh, uh, I, I lost the game also what I had as, as a midfielder. Mm. You know, I was really, you know, the higher you get, the more specific it goes. And uh, in the end, it was only goals, 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 goals. And especially in, in, in England, it was, it, it was hard to drop in midfield. I had to say with the, with the pace and the, the physical mm. side of the game, the tackles that were flying in, people coming from 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 everywhere to, to tackle. It was hard to, to come deeper, you know, and, and, and play a little bit. But then again, Maisie, we had uh, the midfield we had uh, when I dropped and Keeney was like, get the f*** forward and uh, what are you doing here? And, uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, it was kind of my, my role as well, uh, <laughs> I, I guess. But also, I suppose dropping in, dropping, going from midfield to centre forward, you also, I guess, sacrifice your own involvement in the game a lot because a midfield player will get on the ball a lot more, whereas a centre forward, you're just waiting for those chances to finish things off. Did you find that difficult, or was it easy to adjust to just think about goals? Yeah, I think um, in the end you're judged on them as well on goals because yeah. you, know, you need to, as a striker, especially. Signed as a as a United striker, yeah, you need you need goals. If not, uh, yeah, things are not uh, the the way they going the way you want. Um, but I I I do I, I did miss it. But in in my professional uh, sense, I, I just started to live for 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 goals. Really, I, I although it wasn't um, natural when I you know as 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 being a midfielder for a long time. But I, I, I noticed what was needed at that level. And I think as a striker uh, and goal scorer, I was able to, to, to be on that level. And I think as a midfielder, wasn't just uh, yeah, good enough to be on the very highest level. Well, you didn't do too bad of a job when you got your move to PSV. Um, the first year, I think it was 31 goals. Is that correct? Yeah. And 34 appearances. But I, I, I exactly. The, the first year was, I was flying at PSV, a great team, you know, a dominant team. So many, many attacks, many uh, high pressing, um, many uh, sort of chances created per game. Uh, so, yeah, you get many chances and you're able to score a few. Started to take penalties as well, you know, get, get, get goals from them. So yeah, uh, first season from there it took off, uh, mm-hmm. like as a as a proper goal scorer, I guess. Reed, was there anybody you would, I won't say model your game on, but was there anybody you would look at 
I mean, Van Basten for me was one of the best yeah. centre forwards ever. No. Would you look at him or the way he, he, he moved or did you watch anybody specifically or was just your own your own style? Yeah, you know, actually the the funny thing is uh that the 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 manager that said that I, I needed to become a striker at Herovane, he said uh you have to watch Dennis Burkamp. Right. Although he wasn't like an out and night out and out striker, but the runs he made like on the shoulder of defenders and, and um uh, he said, uh, "Look, look at that movement. Mm-hmm. Look at the runs." And he would make him from from deeper, from so in between defense and uh, and midfield. Yeah. But it was a thing I, I, I looked at, and and to make those runs uh, and time me runs. So uh, yeah, of course, from Boston as a, as a nine, really nine uh, player, uh, looked at him as well and. Um, yeah, of course. You you look at at, at players to to learn from. Yeah. Do you know anything about your time there when you pl- would have played against Darren Ferguson, Sir Alex Ferguson's son? Yes. And apparently he touted you to his dad. Yes, that's correct. I remember actually playing against him. Um, he played for Rotterdam. He played for Sparta Rotterdam. Yeah. As a midfield player, and um, yeah, as I said, we had we had a really we had a we had a great team. Uh, that that uh, those seasons and um, we played Sparta and and played well home and uh, home and away and I think he yeah he noticed he noticed that mm-hmm. thank God he did it's crazy <laughs> isn't it though yeah it's crazy how things go yeah. exactly. rude what what were those games like in Holland the the fierce rivalry could you see some of the some of the games not so much now but over the last maybe 15, 20 years ago, the rivalry, the hatred. Yeah, yeah, it, it is, um, especially the... Is it still like that now? Yeah, it's still. It's still PSV against Ajax, PSV against Feyenoord. Um, yeah. Especially those those games. Um, mm-hmm. The rivalry is is huge and and still is. And uh, yeah, like, like you say, Maisie, not now because there's no... No fans allowed, and it's it's a disaster. You know, can't wait, yeah. and 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 the fans, the same. They can't wait to to fill that stadium and 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 support their club. And I can't imagine that moment where where it's possible again. I, 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 I can't wait. Honestly, can't. We spoke to Robin van Persie on the podcast, and he told us that in in a reserve game uh, there was a pitch invasion because yeah. people were so passionate yeah. in a Dutch derby. Yeah. Yeah, that was a Feyenoord Ajax or Ajax Feyenoord when, when I think Robin played in the reserves after an injury. And uh, yeah, uh, but that's, that wasn't played in a stadium. That was on Ajax, like, youth ground where there's a little stadium and fans just, yeah, trying to, 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 to kill each kill other, other, basically. So yeah, <laughs> it's just, it wasn't, uh, wasn't one of the best moments. It's passionate, though. Passionate, yes. Passionate, yes. Very passionate. Rude, at this point in PSV, you're obviously scoring goals for fun. When did you start to hear the rumours of other clubs being interested in you, and particularly Manchester United? Um, well, we qualified... Uh, first year at PSV was under Sir Bobby Robson, uh, and we, we qualified for the for the Champions League. Did he say to you that you should go and play Premier League football at that time? 
yeah, he, he only talked about it. For him, it was only one league. Uh, it was the Premiership. The Premiership, he always said. Alan Shearer, Alan Shearer. You <laughs> need to be a Shearer, he said. He has the ball, he chests the ball. He holds the ball and he finishes. And he, Alan Shearer, he was, it was, ah, so Bobby, ah, what a man, what a man, what a manager. Absolutely loved him and, and so grateful for his, um, for his time and uh, that he, that he, that he put in me, you know, uh, amazing man. Well, what was it about Sir Bobby Robson that made him so special? Uh, you hear so many, so many players speak about him. Yeah, I, I saw actually the, the documentary on him more than a manager. Yeah. And you, you see Gaza there and, 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 and Gary Lineker, all the players that, that were talking about him and, and, and Guardiola as well, Mourinho. But the way they speak about him, it's, it's the way it, uh, you feel it about him. You know, it's like that. Uh, he, he, he's the kindest, most passionate, uh, enthusiastic person you, you ever meet in, 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 mm -hmm. in football and you just yeah, walk through a br brick wall, wall for him, you know, and, and, he, and he would be like, he's a father figure in that sense. He, I was 22, yeah. he would tell me off, he would um, help me up, you know, and, and, but the passion for the game and to succeed and to never give up and, and keep fighting, keep going, be a team, be a sportsman. It's like, yeah. Amazing. Hmm. Still, you know, now being being a coach, being a manager myself, it's 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 one of those things you yeah, you think of, you know, more and more. Would you happily would you look back on your, your your football career with managers, take little bits off each manager as the way you coach your kids now? I think you do. I think you do. You know, Sir Bobby, uh, Sir Alex, um, those were, uh, you know, but also in, in Madrid with, with Fabio Capello or yeah. Manuel Pellegrini, um, national team with Louis van Gaal, uh, Dick Advocaat, uh, Marco van Basten. Yeah. You, yeah, you take bits of, you know, how, um, how do they prepare their training sessions? How do they do their team meetings? How do they analyze their games? Uh, mm -hmm. um, how do they manage an individual or a team you know i think all of these qualities that you look for now you, yeah i definitely look back to to how did did managers yeah. do that that i worked with yeah 100 percent. now i want to talk to you about a very specific manager we're now going to talk about manchester united and sir alex ferguson because was it the summer of 2000 you were due to sign for united and a press conference was called and everybody thought that's it they're announcing yeah. rude but then they said well, we're going to take a second because we're not sure about fitness. And then in the next training session, you did your knee ligaments and that was filmed, wasn't it? I remember seeing oh. you on the floor <laughs> and then you must have thought that was it and the chance had gone. Well, it was. <laughs> that was it. And the transfer was gone. Uh, yeah, it sounds like a, like a great movie you, just, uh, you were just saying. But more than a more bad movie, but... Uh, with a bad end, uh, I don't know. It, it was a crazy period, you know. I remember um, did the medical in the hospital and was on my way to, to Old Trafford, actually. I, I could see the, the wide structure of, of the stadium uh, in front of me, far ahead. And the phone call came in where, you know, the doctors 
the doctor said the orthopedic uh, guy who was doing my uh, checking the MRI on the knee. He said it wasn't right. Did you know at the time, Rude, anything about your knee? Well, I was doing a, a, a rehab for a, medic, uh, a media ligament injury. And, right. and United knew that, that I was in that process. And obviously the doctors uh, contacted and said, well, this is not a type of injury where... Yeah, it's going to be career-ending. ...where there will be a problem for, uh, for, for a signing. But obviously with the MRI and... and, and, and yeah, I knew there was, I had a knee thing, but not a, not a serious thing. No, yeah. I didn't. But then the, actually the, we had to turn the car around and, and, uh, and, and not go into the press conference where obviously it was, I was so, <laughs> yeah, you were so close. And then you actually- Rude, did, yeah. Do you know that the, the day you were signing, did you actually come into Carrington uh, before you were going to sign? Because um, I'm sure the gaffer was showing you around Yes, Carrington. Yeah, and then you was—I think you left there to go and sign. Actually, but then you didn't yeah, sign. Because yeah. I remember—I remember you coming in the dressing room. Now you say it, I remember it too. And actually, it was being shown around, and uh, and uh, and then uh, yeah, on the way to Old Trafford from Carrington, um, yeah, the car had to turn around, and we went to. Um, I don't know the name of the hotel, but it, where the go- also is a golf course, and uh, we, had, we we went there, and I had to st- yeah, stayed overnight, and um, yeah, waiting for uh, what's next. Wow. It was a flight home. <laughs> yeah, bizarre. And then it, there's literally the next training session, was it that your knee then went? Um, yeah, of course, coming back in Eindhoven. Um, because we were in the process of a media ligament uh, rehab. Yeah. And the, and the PSV medical staff was still, you know, of the opinion that, you know, we, we continue this. Um, yeah. But obviously the opinion in England was different, that there was something more wrong and more, and more um, uh, examinations were needed on the knee. But we choose to to carry on the rehab as it was, wasn't the best idea, I guess, <laughs> because the whole, whole knee went uh, on that day and, and I think uh, Sky was there filming. So every, everybody was, uh, was able to watch. Must have been a horrible week. <laughs> it wasn't the best week, no. No, it was crazy actually, you know, uh, being so close and, and and now it's it's twenty twenty one years a long time ago and a lot happened and everything was came uh, right in the end so uh, but uh, at the time it was a lot. So what did you actually what what did you actually do then, Rude? Was it your cruciate? Yeah, well, the rehab for the media, well, medial ligament, uh, meniscus, uh, uh, cruciate, and 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 more meniscus, I guess. It was just a complete. Right. A domino effect of the knee uh, that went. Uh, the only positive thing what they said is that the, the articular cartilage was was fine. Didn't know anything about uh, the cartilage, but that came later in uh, in, in my career. Yeah, that you, yeah. you you really want that to be well. And um, thank God, uh, looking back, that that was what was good. And yeah, the rest we were able to fix in 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 uh, in Vail, Colorado, in 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 America. Mm-hmm. With Dr. Stedman and um, yeah, rehab Dr. Stedman. nine months. And uh, but you 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 did uh, 
ACL as well, mate. You're not. You did. Uh... I, I snapped me Achilles. Oh, you did your Achilles. That was the thing. You, yeah. Oh, you you had always your Achilles. Uh, yeah. yeah, problems. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. So so from from so those nine months, obviously Sir Alex kept in touch with you, and was it always still a dream to go to United? Was it always in, still in the pipeline? Yeah, you know, I remember I remember Sir Alex calling me in the hotel that evening, where you know. Uh, we had to turn the car around and uh, he said, uh, uh, don't worry, you'll be a United player one day. But obviously, yeah, you, you, at the moment, you think of it as a nice yeah. gesture, of course, and you mm. can't really believe that, you know, it's like, oh, uh, and he said the same when I did my knee, you know, he called and, and my whole knee went and he, he, he kept saying it, go and do your surgery, go and do your rehab, uh, you'll be fine. This is an injury you can recover from. And yeah, it's... That, that must have made you feel... Yeah. 10 feet tall. Um, of, of course, of course. You know, you, the minute you, you flat out on the floor having such a yeah. traumatic injury and then you get the gaffer to ring you in. Yeah. Wow, that's, special, that's brilliant. Special and lifted me uh, and, and my spirit and, and everything to really go for it and in combination with with the car, you know, the, actually the car had where to turn around. That was a thing for me too, you know. I need to get back there and get the bloody car to arrive at all. <laughs> <laughs> I need my knee for that. I need a good knee for that. So that that combination and and that was that was the thing in my mind. I I wanted I wanted that and uh, I worked hard for it. Thank God it all came. Yeah, it went well, and, and you need some luck, and the operation went well, and the surgery, uh, as I said, and, and, and the rehab, and everything, uh, yeah, I was able to, uh, to, to arrive at Old Trafford. Yes, you finally arrived the following year. I was just actually going to ask Maisie what he remembers of that time and the excitement. Well, I think, I think the excitement was more because... The anticipation was so long. Yeah, well, yeah, you knew what you was going to get with Rude the year before, but obviously the, the, the disappointment of him not arriving is huge. But the fact that the gaffer, you know, still still wanted him to come. I mean, we, we the lads in the dressing room knew, knew everything about Rude, what type of player he was, and just an out-and-out goal scorer, which is very rare. So to get Rude to come in, and I mean, his record speaks for itself. He hit the ground running and... Did you actually think, Rude, the way when you came in, you would hit the ground running as as well as you did? Oh, I, I don't know. I I think that the, the 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 year out and the work I put in and the 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 focus that I had to to actually prepare myself for that, you know, mm-hmm. in that sense, physically, I, I I really changed physically in those nine, ten, eleven months, and. With with the confidence of the of the gaffer and the 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 way the fans sort of welcomed me, it was yeah. such a I don't know it was such a powerful thing that I was flying you know, and I couldn't expect it. How can you expect to, to score thirty plus goal in your in your first season? But I don't know. I I just thought I was convinced. Not not that I was going to score thirty, but I was going to succeed in that sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the and the support and the confidence and the quality of the players around me, yeah, 
just made it made it made it happen and i was just ready to to yeah to uh, to to make the most of it yes your debut was in the charity shield against liverpool and i suppose very quickly you got to learn about all the big rivalries but when i think of your career and the big games and the big moments so many of them came against, which is funny now because obviously they're a mid-table club, but against Arsenal. <laughs> mid-table club. Yeah, they are now. Huh? Um, yeah, no, I don't know. It was, But that was the rivalry, you know, uh, yeah, of the top contenders at the time, I guess. And uh, it, it became a rivalry of individuals and, 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 and incidents and... I don't know. It was traditional rivalry. I, I don't think United and Arsenal were that much of a rivalry. I don't, I don't know in, historically. No. I think it's just that era where for, for about 10 years, they fought together for everything. And I think yeah. in that time, like United won almost every Premier League title and Arsenal won three. And that made them the only challengers, I guess, for, for a period. Um, but there's so yeah. many for you. There's, I mean, there's Martin Keown. There's the penalties. There's, um, was it Vieira got sent off for stamping on you and they claimed oh, that, that you can made... But that was that was all in one incident. There were like yeah. 20 incidents in one incident. <laughs> that was that, that afternoon that yeah. ignited yeah. Sort of the... Yeah. The, but but that wasn't actually... That, that was more personal towards me, I, I, yeah. I recall. Yeah, they hated you. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't exactly that, uh, that club... Rival. I don't know. It, in that day, in that afternoon, it, the penalty miss mm-hmm. and the red card and and the, after the game incident, that that was kind of going, uh, making it all go ballistic a little bit. Were you still more annoyed about missing the penalty? Yeah. Than anything going around you? Yeah, I, I, I couldn't care less. Well, well, <laughs> I was just so sick, <laughs> sick of the of the penalty miss. It was nil nil for God's sake yeah. in the last minute. Yeah. Against Arsenal, you know, it was a huge penalty, and and I, I I smacked it on the crossbar and 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 didn't win the game for 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 the club and for the, for the team, and obviously with with the sending off and and it, the, the, and and being um, of course the the Arsenal players were were still uh, uh, unbeaten because of that also, yeah. so that reaction was also there, and it 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 went uh, to to me. Because of the, the the yellow card of Vieira, but I, I was uh, go. I was just running inside to to just you know sit Get in the corner of, of the dressing room. For a while. <laughs> was that? Uh, do, do do you have any memories of what happened with like Martin Keown? Because I, I think I'm quite a laid back, very generally sort of nice person with not a lot going on. But ever since then, I have carried an intense dislike of Martin Keown. He's the only person on the planet that I irrationally hate. I've never met him. And for all I know, he's a nice man. But for that one afternoon, he did yeah. things that I've never been able to forgive. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of a, a great image where he was sort of flying uh, above me. And then, uh, But the, the thing is, he, he's actually the, the nicest man you'll he's ever see nice outside a yeah. football pitch. Yeah. It's too late but for me. It, it, we we all we all ch- tend to change a little bit between those uh, white lines, you know, and and when things get get fired up and 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 um, pressure is on and and um, yeah, you, you're capable of doing things, you know, that that don't look the best when you look back on it. But same same for me, same for for him and and everyone who played, I guess. 
I just want to ask you about another rivalry. Paul Scholes has recently been on our podcast too and he said that you almost had a personal vendetta against Henri to outscore him. That was Paul Scholes' words, not mine, but yeah. <laughs> how much of that is truth? Um, well, I, I, was, I, I just wanted to be the, the, the top scorer in the league. And um, of course, it, it was, and I was checking that as well. Uh, who's, uh, you know, I remember, of course, Jerry was always there um, on the, um, high in the, in, in the goal scoring uh, in, in the league. So I checked, uh, yeah, has he scored, of course, and then how, how, how are things going? Yes, I did, yeah, yeah, definitely. And that rivalry pushes you, you know, to... Yeah, of course. ...to, to uh, yeah, to, to perform. Rude, you made your debut against Fulham, scoring two goals. What was your first initial thought when you walked out at Old Trafford? And, and also, at the, at the back end of that, because you became such a cult hero... You had the fans who you thought were booing you. Yeah, it was actually shouting rude. Yeah. But what was that like? Did you think, Jesus, what have I done wrong here? But yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand in the beginning. Like boo, and uh, uh, <laughs> but it was great to 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 walk out, you know, through the tunnel and for the first time and 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 make your home debut. And when you know, of course, you want you want to score there and win the game and and. Had you ever played at Old Trafford before? No. No, never. No, first time. No, never, and yeah, it's uh, it 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 really is a great feeling when you walk out that tunnel and 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 feel that and on the left side the, the Stratford end and and yeah, and the reception was immediately like there and and uh, I didn't I, I really had to deal I, th- I think Yorkie actually said to me the. the they're they're rooting you," he said. "They're not booing. You. I don't know." And it, it, I say, "Okay, that now that makes it better. That makes it better." And, um, and uh, no, to score obviously against Edwin, uh, score a couple. That, that Gosh, was fun yeah. too. And uh, because he he said to me, uh, "Yeah, uh, yeah, unlucky, unlucky for your debut, but you're not scoring today." You know, he said that before <laughs> the game. So that that was fun to um, to get a couple against him and and. And score two in front of the Stratford end, yeah. Did you feel that instant connection with the fans? Obviously, fans' love for players grows, the amount of goals they score. But for you, it was just instant. Did you feel that? Um, yeah, I, yeah I, I felt that right from the start, uh, uh, the, the charity shield was was also... Uh, uh, we lost against Liverpool, but I was able to score a goal. That was important, you know, to get it to get your official debut, get your goal, get your first goal, get it going, and um, yeah, you know, I never look back from from that. And, and the confidence comes comes in even more, and 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 yeah, just never look back. In your first year, Rude, you scored thirty six goals. You became the PFA Player of the Year. Could you have thought it had gone any better? Um, well, yeah, in that sense... Uh, You're going to say you wanted to score 40 goals now, aren't no, you? No, no, no. I would love to have it uh, combined <laughs> with a league, actually, with, with a win, yeah. with, with yeah. a premiership. And I remember the gaffer that um, he, he put me on the, in the stands uh, the last game of the season. He, not, he didn't put me in the squad. I wasn't injured or anything, but we couldn't win the league anymore. And he, uh, 
I, I, I didn't think, I, I, I think I remember his, uh, his conversation. He said, um, yeah, you scored a lot, but we, we haven't won the league. And um, so I'm leaving you out. Uh, you know, you had a great season and, and for next season, it's important to, we need, we need to win that league. We need to get that title back. So I'm, that focus was immediately on the new season. You know, mm-hmm. Maisie, how he was able to yeah. do these things. And what, what was what was your initial thought then of that? Well, I was I was trying to be the the, the Premier League top scorer because I had the last game to do so. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I remember Shearer was was up there, and I think obviously Cherry and and uh, I don't know who, who was actually still in the mm-hmm. in the race for that. So for me, it was kind of a yeah a personal thing that I wanted to achieve, and um, that must have pissed you off. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, yes. But then again, he, he, the mindset for the new season was was created, yeah. and I was like, oh, shit. Uh, okay, and then we need to combine it next season. Need mm-hmm. to combine it, Golden Boot and Premiership. So that that goal was was created that day, and of course, the gaffer knew how to piss people off to to get the most, to get the best out, yeah. yeah, to get the most, the best out of them, yeah. What was your impressions of working with Sir Alex for the first season? Uh, it, uh, you know, I had to think of, of, of Sir Bobby uh, in a way because how the gaffer motivates his players and, and, and pushes his players to their limits and get absolutely the maximum out of people. Um, they both do it in different ways, but similar, you know. It, it, the, the effect is similar and... Um, the management of the of the of the the team and the way he prepared his games and the way he the directness of his his feedback you know is is, is everybody knows about the halftime talks or after the game when, how things went uh, but there weren't a lot of team talks like with video and stuff but he gave just such a direct feedback of how you're go how you're going are you on the right track or you need to adjust your game or you need to uh, do more or you're in constant um, uh, process of that, you know, and, and, and that helps a lot, I think, with uh, especially, you know, when I talk about myself. So the second season. Yeah. How did that go for you? Well, you know, uh, in the end, uh, very good. Um, I was able to uh, to combine the the Golden Boot and the Premier League. So, done your job. D- job done. <laughs> for that job done for that season. Um, but what what did it feel like winning the Premier League and knowing that you had been top scorer? So it was your goals that helped achieve that. Yeah, it was a proud moment. It was a proud moment, and um, of course we worked hard for it, and 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 we had the team to win a league. We had the team, but we 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 had to prove it, and I was I was a part of it. Uh, like like everyone was, and I tried to do my job, and 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 uh, of course, uh, scoring those goals helped. But I think everyone was was sharp and was motivated to do a job uh, in in their position. You know, also in the, in the depth of the squad, uh, I think the the team was 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 one team always. You know, players came mm-hmm. on and played less, but they did their job when they were on and supported the team when when they didn't play. So it, it's it's all ingredients where what, what you need to win the Premier League. And you know, scoring 25 goals helps, of course, but uh, yeah, 
it's uh, it's 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 a lot of a bigger thing to uh, to accomplish. What was your bond like with your teammates in those first couple of seasons? What was the dressing room like? Uh, I think yeah, the, the core of the dressing room was 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 united through and through. That's what you could feel directly when you came into that dressing room. Of course, there was there was uh, Gary and Phil and Scolzi, Butty. Uh, of course, uh, Maisie was there uh, as as uh, as part of that that British English. Uh, um, Manx everywhere. Manx everywhere, <laughs> and the captain, of course, who who led uh, uh, Roy Keane, of course, who was there. Uh, it's a very uh, strong influence in that dressing room together with, with the group I just mentioned. So uh, as a newcomer, you knew you had to adjust to that culture. And, and uh, that's that what makes a dressing room. That's why a dressing room is so important and, and to keep the values of the club and, and, uh, and, uh, and the players and uh, the culture of the club uh, alive. And, uh, but also the, the Albert, the, the kid man, and the people, uh, the, the staff around it was 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 that was united, you know. That that was mm-hmm. the culture of the club, and 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 that's why they were so successful, I think, in in all those times, and hopefully now starting a new era of success. Uh, Speaking of success, obviously you won the you won the Premier League. You also you've told us about watching the FA Cup, and you won that too. What did that feel like? And also. Is it right that you did you give your man of the match trophy to Cristiano Ronaldo? No. <laughs> no, do you know I didn't know if that was true, but I've seen it reported and I've never known if it was true. Oh, Reed wouldn't give it, he, he wouldn't give a door a bang. <laughs> Not a chance he's going to give a, a trophy away. No, I didn't. No, no. We were uh, of course the picture of us uh, holding the cup together in front of the the away se- of yeah, the away section the United section. Uh, I have that uh, in, in the house here, but I actually know I, I I can confirm I actually have the little man of the match uh, trophy uh, uh, here at home. So I didn't uh, no I didn't give that to him. Well, that's absolutely <laughs> fine. I, I, I deserve that as well. Yes. Sam. My yeah, wife I, look, I'm not saying I think you should have it, but <laughs> I have seen it reported. No, no, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Cristiano had a good game. He had actually the the important first uh, first goal because mm-hmm. we were. You know, we were struggling to score the first, uh, the first goal, and uh, that 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 freed uh, that that was yeah. important. But uh, no, I, I I wanted to keep that myself. Yeah, we well, should. You won it. Uh, did it Did it feel special though to win the FA Cup as someone who used to watch it so much? Of course, of course. What we said before is um, w- watching it as a, as a kid. Uh, it, it, it 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 makes it special. It makes it more special. Fam- my, my whole family was there. And um, and uh, celebrated it after with the team and family is yeah it was a special moment of course yeah and and of course we needed that trophy too to to get something out of the season. I wonder you say you've got that picture of you and Cristiano on on your wall with the FA Cup. A lot was made about your relationship with Cristiano and there were talks that you fell out on the training ground and that his yeah. approach to crossing a ball compared to say David Beckham. His approach to crossing a ball slightly as different. a goal scorer is yeah, it's slightly different, and yeah, perhaps yeah. you found that frustrating. What's the truth in all of that? Yeah, but there's no, there's no, there's no secret about uh, how things go in, in on a training ground or in a match between players who, who try to get the best out of each other. And and uh, of course, when I when I joined uh, 
uh, and I didn't hold up the ball uh, enough as 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 the players liked or the manager liked. They, they would they would tell me off and tell me to to bloody keep the ball and chest it and be strong and hold it up for the team to to relieve a bit of pressure. And and I had the the same with 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 Cristiano and. Uh, it, it took a long time in the beginning for him to 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 make his game effective. A lot of dribbles, a lot of bicycle, a lot of uh, scissors, um, and I was making runs for crosses, for 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 passes, and I was uh, yeah, I, I had uh, I had a moment, a couple of moments with him where where it got uh, got fired up. Yeah, there's no secret. But the thing is, in, in the in the general relationship between us, uh, we were always fine. Because after that, you you shake hands and 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 um, uh, and move on. And later in Madrid, when we were teammates again, uh, relationship was was good. Uh, so it's 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 a story. What became, uh, yeah. A Do you think the story thing. became way bigger than actually anything that happened? Yeah, it's not that it's the story is not true, because you know Maisie, uh, I don't know if you were there, but there were training ground bust ups. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I've seen bust ups. I'm I'm not the kind of guy that always you know talking about these things and 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 in names and that, but I've seen fights. In 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 every in almost every team I played, there was there was like players fighting. Yeah. In a because you yeah you're professionals you, you and and of course after that what is important to to uh, to to stay in 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 a, in a good relationship after you know you need to get over it and move on and and and, and both sides and with with Cristiano it was a discussion about. Uh, about uh, certain, yeah, what what we just said, uh, making uh, earlier decisions from my part to him, and uh, nothing more, nothing less, and uh, that's it. Any bus stops with Maisie over your time? <laughs> no, no. Nope. I do remember Maisie uh, train uh, quite physical as well, so it was never an easy an easy date. You know, it was. And and I think that Maisie, correct me if I'm wrong, but you you, you tend to to be physical in training sessions and and, and just get in he there. He still is. There. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rude. I I, th- I think that's what makes teams successful. If you train how you play, I mean, like you say, some of the, some of the sessions the gaffer would just cut them short because he was getting yeah. that feisty. Yeah. In training, and yeah. say, and you know, on a Friday that'd be it. Right, that's it. Stop training. Because yeah. he was bubbling over, yeah. but that's only because of the intensity in training that you would take out onto the pitch on a Saturday or the Sunday. Exactly. Can you imagine the intensity? Can you imagine the intensity if it if it's so intense that it you know that's what you need to get to get the best out of out of the players. And we knew we 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 had to use it for for the weekend and for, for the games and get ourselves prepared because you know I, I never had a an easy. An easy afternoon in the Premier League, you know. So in training, you know, you, you got to get used to it. Did you have? Were you one of the leaders in the changing room, or did you leave that up to other people? No, I wasn't one of the leaders. No, no, no. I just, I just mentioned uh, the core of the dressing room, and they, they led the, the the club in the dressing room, and 
and in that in that sense, the hierarchy in the team was was clipping was clear. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody knew his role, and and you knew where to follow, and 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 uh, in that sense, it was easy. It was easy. What was your relationship like with Keeney then? Because he was our generally he was our leader. Yeah. Now very good, very good. I mean, the first three months, uh, he was so on top of me. That was yeah. Everything I did, he was he was like rude this and do this and uh, it was on top of it totally and um what did you think of that it was you know i thought after one month maybe it's gonna stop but it, it, <laughs> <laughs> it, took, it took three months christmas time it took three months and uh you know score your first goals yeah you know he scored but it's up to the next game and oh he scored and he kept you with your feet on the ground uh, as well mm. and it's not always nice to hear and I snapped at, at him as well. It's like, oh my God, for, for once you shut up and like that, you know? Yeah. But in the end, you, you look back on it and even at, 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 at my time at United, uh, because he was always leading by example. He never left yeah. and took anything for granted himself. So he couldn't say anything in, in that sense to, to him. And, but he, he, yeah, it's not always nice, but uh, he's right. And, 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 you know, I, I those five years were. Uh, I, I was actually shocked when he when he uh, when he left, he left. Uh, at the time. So I was really uh, disappointed with that. Rude, your record at United in scoring goals. Go on, you're going to remember how many scored. 150, 150 in 250 games, right? 150. How many goals did you score outside the box? Uh, two. That's incredible. Or one or two, I guess. Isn't I think it, it was. It... I, th- I think it's one. Yeah, it's one. Okay, is it against Charlton? Charlton away, but it was yeah. on the line. Yeah, it's right on the edge. <laughs> well, on the line, that's part of the so, box now. So, so no. now that, that's a box. It's actually 150 goals actually in the box. That's incredible. All in the box, yeah. Was there any goals, specific goals that you loved? Fulham, surely. Yeah, Fulham, but there was a, there was not, that was also in the box, the Fulham goal, you know what I mean? Yeah, but the run. But it was the run, but it ended amazing up in run. the box. Um, Do you know what I love about that goal, Rude, is that, you didn't even let Edwin get a stance. You hit it that early. Yeah, I, I, I was able to cut it back and, and sort of push it uh, be, be, beside uh, the goalie. Is there any is there any um, goals that you you look back and think, wow, that was a goal? Yeah, or do you I just, no, the, a goal's a goal. The one, uh, no, no, the one uh, at Charlton where... Uh, yes. You've... Where I scored one outside the box, but uh, in that <laughs> game I scored... It was a what was a Rooney uh, Wazas run. That was unbelievable. And he put it in with his outside with a right. I, I remember, and I chested yes. it on the turn, and I folded it back. Uh, that's you know hitting those kind of balls is is a great feeling, and see that going in. Paul Scholes told us that you were the best finisher he's ever played with. When you hear ex-players saying things like that, because I'm sure you would agree that Paul Scholes is one of the best players that you've played with. Yeah. How does that make you feel about your career? No, no it makes you feel uh, good because uh, it's recognition of a, of a former teammate who, you, who I appreciate uh, a lot, you know. Um, uh, so th- that's very important, I think. More important yeah. than uh, than press, what, what does press mm-hmm. say or people outside football when actually your teammates and that's the same with the with the PFA uh, of the year the trophy mm-hmm. it's actually your teammates that vote for, not only your teammates but the whole 
all, also players from other teams. That 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 uh, yeah means a lot. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we're going to have to start winding this down because we haven't got unlimited time. So hopefully, you'll be able to come back on again and tell us about all the things we haven't talked about, like. Uh, I mean, even the penalty against Arsenal that you did score, the European yeah. goals record for United and everything in between. I mean, even the stuff at Real Madrid would be really interesting to talk about. Um, but because we, we don't have loads of time, it would be great just to get your thoughts and your feelings about how your time at United ended and how you felt about that. Because as a fan, uh, and actually I've realised this while talking to you, every year, for pretty much as long as I can remember, apart from the last few, I always got the the new United kit at the start of the season, always from, from a really young age to, to who knows when. The only shirt I've ever owned, though, that had a player's name on the back was yours. Yeah, I you never go. had names, must ever. Must have been a good Christmas. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, must have been. Yeah. Must have had a few, a few quid for all those letters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, paying per letter. <laughs> the thing is, you yeah. didn't have his full name. <laughs> yeah, it was, a v, it was a V and a dot. <laughs> from here, from there. Yeah. But um, so, from a fan's perspective, it was it was it was gutting. But what was it like for you? And when did you realise actually maybe it was you were going to be leaving? Well, yeah. When when the gaffer says uh, you're leaving, you're leaving. <laughs> that that's when when you're leaving. And um, now, of course, uh, it it was a, a tough a tough one. It was very 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 difficult. But you know, in the end as well, uh, new possibilities um, arise, and, and, and if there is a possibility of, of Real Madrid there, and, and, and obviously, when you make a move like that, this switch is sort of automatically. There's no time to think. It's mm-hmm. like you, you're coming into, a, uh, yeah, in, in, into a crazy situation in, in, in Spain, and. Uh, but it was tough, you know, to 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 leave United after five years. And um, but in the end, you know, there's more players who, who who've been through that and 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 move on. And, and you know, it's part of football. But obviously, yeah, yeah it does something with, with with you, of of course. And I know your relationship now with Sir Alex Ferguson is great. And you went to his, um, you know, the unveiling of his statue and everything, and he asked you to go and. Um, but at the time, I guess, your relationship wasn't so good if he was happy for you to go and you were left out of the League Cup final squad. And I think that, from the outside, that seemed yeah. like the start of everything happening. Yeah, that was, that was a tough moment. And, um, and, but I think it's, you can't pin it down to one, one thing. It's, it's, it's a process, of course. And um, that, that, that was, I think, visibly the... the the most important thing for, for the outside, definitely. And it, mm-hmm. it, it, it played a part as well in, 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 in at, that, at that time, the relationship. Um, but in the end, you know, it's, 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 um, it's, it's football and, and, and the manager thinking about United. That's what he always said. Uh, I'm here to, to get United, uh, you know, uh, interest um, uh, as much as I can. And, and, and things happen like that. And, and in the end, I, I, always, I was also ready for a new challenge, uh, to be fair. And uh, I think in that, uh, in that sense, uh, everything combined made, made uh, that deal happen. What does Manchester United mean to you, even now? Ah, no, it's, uh, you know, 20 years later, I'm, I'm talking to you about, uh, about memories of, of that time. And it's great to have Maisie there, you know, because it's actually 
teammate where you you, you um, have, have have these memories, you know, in the dressing room, on the training pitch, in games, and uh, it, it's special moments where you look back on uh, relationship with the fans, the club as a whole, the people who work there. Uh, it's it's you know it's all these uh, same things what players say, but it's a big club, of course, but it's a family club as well. Yeah. And those memories are are, are, are are always there, you know. Any regrets, Rude? Of course, yeah. There's, there's regrets, yeah, definitely. Uh, looking back, uh, you know, now 44 years old and, uh, and, 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 and thinking back on situations, I would, I would do things differently, yeah. Mm -hmm. Not only at United, but at Madrid and uh, uh, definitely. But um, you're young, you... You have to learn, you have to improve, uh, you have to deal with situations and do the best you can in that in that time. And that's what mm -hmm. I tried. And in, in that sense, I don't have regrets. But now maybe sometimes I would uh, I would be uh, a little bit more. Maybe I should count to 10 a little bit more uh, <laughs> yeah. than, uh, than at the time. <laughs> Rude, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. It has. Next time you have a free afternoon, can we do this again and talk about all the stuff we haven't had time to talk about? Sounds like a good plan. Thank you. Before you go, Rude, one more question. Anybody that you would recommend for our podcast, ex-United teammate? Yep, yep. Stam, of course. Has he been on? Not yet. Yep, yep. Yes. Amazing. He needs to be there then. <laughs> Rude, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Likewise. I've absolutely loved it. It's been great to see you. Thank you so much, Rude. Thank you so much. Take care. I really hope he does come back on because there's so much we still didn't talk about. Yeah, we didn't even talk about him leaving. So much we did touch on it, leaving United. and But it'd been interesting to see, obviously, playing for Real Madrid and yeah. his international career as well. We also didn't talk about you calling him Roy. Yep, right. Roy Keane on your mind, maybe. <laughs> didn't get near you calling him Roy. I know. I don't even know why I said Roy. I just felt like we didn't really know him well enough to make that a joke. <laughs> Also, he started answering and I wanted to hear what he said. Rude didn't even hear me say it, so it's, it's fine. So you can just tell that out. <laughs> I thought the um, the stuff with Ronaldo was really interesting because that story has been talked about an yeah. awful lot. It was really interesting for him to say, actually, get people argue and fight at training grounds. But for some reason, that one has just always been, has always been talked about. You find that all the time, though. Generally, things are blown up so much more, but to players in the dressing room... It's forgotten about the next day. Yeah. But to other people... I'll I, I, I tell you what, Helen, there won't be a dressing room in the Premier League, it, probably throughout the Football League as well, where players, every single player gets on. That's life, isn't it? Best fight you ever saw, Maisie? Best fight I ever saw. That was in my yeah. Blackburn days. Vince O'Keefe and Keith Hill. I'm really not sure about the questioning of that question. The wording no. of that question, I should say. No. The best I'd like to apologise for the questioning of my question. The wording of your question. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it has too many positive implications over people fighting. Exactly, Sam. Not responsible. The most hated fight you've ever seen. Yeah, that's a better way of wording it. <laughs> the most hated fight. I, I, no, heated. 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 All right. <laughs> I didn't hate any of them. Oh, I thought it was all good fights. <laughs> I tell you what, Rude, Rude, Rude is a... Um, Rude, I mean, Rude, Rude said in, his, in, in the pod there that you know, he, he was quiet and he kept himself to himself. I'll tell you what, he was... I was going to say, was when I asked cold. him about being a leader, I was surprised that he was just like, mm. no. 
no, no, no. There, there was time, uh, you know, touching on what just Sam just said there about, you know, fights in training. They happen at every club, every club. And, and nobody, it's very, very rare that you get a, a squad where everybody gets on well with each other because it just doesn't happen. At the end of the day, you're all adults and you're all fighting for, for 11 spaces on, on, a, on a team. So, yeah, there's, there's that. But on the flip side of that, the way you train and the, the arguments you have in training, the arguments you have in, in dressing rooms, it's all for one reason, and that's to win. So if your teammate's not pulling his finger out, you're going you're gonna to rip his head off. So that's just part and parcel of, of being successful and, and being a winner. Uh, right, we'll have some emails, shall we? Helen, what you got? I've got Richard Tappenden. I found this in a scrapbook when I was a kid. I went to see Blackburn play West Ham, which ended 5-4 to Blackburn and made them my second team after United. Anyway, in that attached picture, you've got a young David May in the middle row and the legendary Frank Stapleton standing over his shoulder. Surely this is an omen to get Big Frank on. Also attached is a line-up sheet I kept, which must have been from the newspaper. I assume this was the 1990 Cup final. Keep up the great work with the pods. Love hearing the stories from players past and present. Looking very well, Maisie. I can't see it. Second row, just um, far left, second in. Had a real, uh, quite the barnet, Maisie. I can't see it. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been twen- uh, 20, no, 19. <laughs> that would have been about 1991. The year the barbers closed, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that was in lockdown, that. Lockdown in Blackburn. Looking great. Uh, I've got an email from uh, Seamus McGill. He says, hi guys, I really enjoyed the podcast during lockdowns. I've enjoyed the crack between you guys and also your guests. I think more from the backroom staff at the club. And that's all he said. It doesn't even end, really. Um, but nice. Thank you, Seamus. We'll, uh, we'll try and get more. Thank you. I quite like Alan Keegan, maybe. It'd be interesting. He sees everything that happens on the sideline, doesn't he? There must be some good stories there. Good lad, Al. Josh Dorian said, good morning, Helen, Mr. May and Sam. Thank you so much for the amazing experience you bring to so many of us every week. The navigation of the conversation and the dynamic the three of you together bring really makes the experience so enjoyable. I'm a lifelong fan from Calgary. I first became a fan. You all right, Maisie? I'm just nodding onto the email. It's really nice. <laughs> Nobody else seen that. <laughs> I am a lifelong fan from Calgary. I first became a fan when my father bought me a United Skills training DVD. It has the likes of Ronaldo as well as young Jesse and Dr. Rashford from their academy days. I am so thankful that I still get to hear the passion so many of the players have for the club through this podcast. I don't know if any other club can claim to have the same deep-rooted passion from so many fans and players from around the world. Hearing the stories from other players like Odeon, who achieved his dream of scoring for United and the academy lads that bleed love for the club reaffirms a trip to Old Trafford will happen in the future. We hope so, Josh. I would love to hear from the likes of McTominay, he calls him McTechers, and more players from around the world like Eric Bailly. It's so amazing to hear the experiences and struggles each player has overcome. Thank you so much again and glory, glory. Cheers, Josh. That's a great email. Very good point, Josh. We also love hearing about their experiences and the struggles they overcome. It really is brilliant to listen to. Yeah, Inspirational. Superb. Thank you. Um, yeah. Josh? 
I think my hotel's on fire, but it'll be oh, fine. Uh, Josh, thank you for your email. Thank you very much for all your emails this week, and thank you for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed listening to Rude as much as we did. If you want to get in touch with us, you can. It's unitedpodcast at maynight.co.uk. That address is in the show notes. Or oh, a little rumble from Macy's Beer Machine. Oh. If you've got your bingo cards out, tick it off now. <laughs> it's nice. It's always a nice talk. Um, and we will see you on the next one. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and all of those things to our podcast. It's free everywhere you can get podcasts. See you next time. Bye. Bye.